This episode is brought to you by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster, existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience, or even just someone looking for a fun game night, I have used Poddex for both. I've used them in a podcast and I have also used them with my fam. It's a fun time. And it's also a great podcast, so you don't have to have a podcast to get Pod Decks. I will tell you that. So you're going to want to go check out poddecks.com. And if you want to get 10% off of your order, you will use my code DTOD10, that is D-T-O-D-D-1-0, for 10% off your order. Shuffle that up, baby. Ask a question. Get them answers. Hopefully you have a good time. And once again, poddex.com, code DTOD10, D-T-O-D-D-1-0 for 10% off your order. Get it. We're rolling, so. Nice, hey. Hey, hey. Dude. Hey. So, okay, first off, I got to ask. Please tell hmm. me beard still there. Beard's still there. Okay. Beard's going strong, man. Okay. COVID ha- that's the one th- good thing about COVID is I have had no excuse to cut it. So uh <laughs> it is it's going strong right now. I trim it up a little bit. Um yeah, yeah. cut my own hair and stuff like that because I can't go to a proper barber. Um here in Texas, even though everything else is open, barbers won't text really? barbers won't touch your beards. So oh. it's weird. They'll cut your hair, but they won't touch your beard. Weird. Wait, what the, I yeah. guess. Well, uh, okay. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because, like, I mean, I can wear go, a mask. Can, yeah, I can get a haircut, yeah. but it's like, wait, yeah, hold on. What kind of mask are you wearing? Are you wearing like one of those like full length, like you're in the desert, like sandstorm kind of vibes? Like, I, I have, I have like three or four different types that I wear. Like, okay. if I'm like going, like, cause I have a few job, odd, odd jobs here and there. Sometimes I'll wear the neck thing that goes up. Um, but I don't like how my beard looks after that. Um, I have a, I wear a bandana sometime. I, I was wearing a bandana earlier on, but then I was like, nah, I need a real mask. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, I have this really cool, like, like really wide black one. Okay. It's not like a, it's not like a beard mask, but it's like, you know, bigger than a normal one. And then I just put a, uh, one of those, the regular mask underneath it. And then it's a cloth one that goes over it. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it has definitely like affected the chin area of the beard. Yeah. Mm. Like it kind of like goes in, Kyle licks out a little bit now, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, it is what it is. Yeah. My, uh, uh, COVID has, I mean, I think I've trimmed it. I think I actually mm, might've shaved it once, not baby mm-hmm. face, but like real tight. But now I'm like, screw this. Like, let it, I'm just letting it go. <laughs> I'm nowhere You're near right. you and your, your damn Viking shit, but. Right. But, uh, I don't yeah. know. I've always been proud of it though. So trying to take care of it. Gotta eat some vitamins, you know? <laughs> Wait, so, so hold on. So you're in Texas, so you can't get your beard touched. Kind of makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's what I've heard, you know, obviously like from me listening to other podcasts and stuff like that, it's pretty open, like restaurants and stuff, like to an extent, like what's kind of going <laughs> yeah, on? To an extent. Yeah. So, um, 
I mean, it, it's everything's pretty much regular. Bars technically are not open, uh, but every bar is a restaurant here now. So um, <laughs> that's kind of like what the uh, that's kind of like what the caveat is okay. to it. Um, I'm in Houston, um, so uh, like just the other day, we hit our. 15% capacity and hospitalizations and uh, they're going to start sh- locking us down again. Oh. Um, but like the lack of respect for masks is a real thing here. Um, mm. And, uh, but you know, our numbers are pretty high. I think uh, hospitalizations, I, I know several people who have passed away yeah. due to COVID implications. And uh I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I'm sure you know our our entire economy is crippled. Like, our you and I's uh, careers have probably taken a nosedive. Oh yeah, um, well, because of it, you know. Definitely something that I want to talk about because I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, I obviously I know you from touring with uh, Mice and Men and the other. Well, I've never seen anything that you've done besides the uh, Nothing More tour at the end. You and uh. James J- did the yeah you, yeah I'll, I, I'm gonna try and find that to have that as like the clip I post because I don't oh, think God, I have any other posts. Don't dude, that was when we had like the Paps helmets and like oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we were wearing trash bags. Like, okay, I won't, no, okay, no. I, won't, I won't post that then. I'll you figure can, something you out. You can you can take the Viking picture from my Facebook. Take okay. that one. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, fine, dude. Fine, fine. But yeah, I mean, the music industry. I mean, obviously there's a ton of industries that are being, you know, crippled by this, but since, you know, we know each other from the touring industry, like why, I mean, what's going on with you? Obviously there's no gigs. Like, you know, you're an L you're just, you know, an LD for people that don't know lighting, I guess, director, you'd say it, right. Lighting, lighting director, lighting designer. Yeah. One of those. One of those. Um, yeah. So obviously like the touring game is done for the moment. Um, uh, so, give you a little backstory on uh so to all those who haven't who don't know me i'm sean i I, i'm lighting designer i was a former lighting designer for mice and men uh i was lighting tech and viking warrior and set carp for amana marth uh i've been on tour with several bands uh current client is breaking benjamin um yeah uh so i did that tour with breaking benjamin with brian Brian Campbell. Oh, uh, shit. okay. Yeah. And, uh, so we, um, I had that tour in January and to the very beginning of March did direct support for corn on an arena tour. Okay. And, sick. and then I came home for, I had just moved back to Houston from Seattle, uh, right before that. So I came back, started unpacking everything and then went and did, a, a fly date with a monomarth down in Mexico. Damn. Um, for a metal festival. And this is like, we were hearing about COVID, you know, like we all know, like January, February, we were all hearing about it. We're like, it's going to hit us, but we don't know how bad it's going to be. You're like, oh, this is going to last like two weeks. Yeah. A few we're, weeks. We're you know, if we, if we hit it, we didn't even know if it was going to be like a lockdown kind of thing. You yeah. Know? But like, anyways, I caught the last flight out of Mexico as they were shutting everything down. Oh. Like I caught the last flight out of Mexico, got to Houston and then just stopped just stopped. Like everything stopped. I had gigs lined up, you know, for being at home. Cause I had a couple, I had, I was going to have a couple of weeks off. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple, I, I was going to have like two months, going to have like March and April off. And then I was going to go do symphony X 
uh, lighting for Symphony X in May. Who's that? And uh, uh, it's a it's a, it's a metal band. Okay. Uh, I, I got thrash metal. Are they uh, from the states? Metal band. Yeah, they're from okay. the states. Sounds and, like it could um, be like Sweden or <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And it was, I was super stoked because, you know, like it was just more metal and more yeah. LB gigs, you know, just something to keep me going. And then I was going to have the summer gig uh, with Breaking Ben with Bush's direct support, Ooh. Amphitheater Run. And so I had my entire year basically lined up for me. And then just to be, then we were getting uh, constant emails back and forth of management. And Mona Marth was keeping us in touch too because we had some offers for the summer, you know, and then like, and we just kept on getting, you know, back and forth it was just like well that's not gonna happen nope that got canceled nope that got canceled and you know when we started seeing like coachella got canceled yeah we saw that like all these massive events are starting we're like man i'm not going back on the road <laughs> so that was your like tipping point like your realization that this was much bigger than obviously like getting a can you know toured cancel like the tours that you were booked up to do are big but they're not yeah co- you know coachella big so like Mm-hmm. like what you were just yeah. saying, like when those started to like shut down, was that kind of your like realization? Like, Oh shit, buckle up. Yeah. We're that in the was car when, for a while. Yeah. That was, that was when I first like saying, all right, I'm going to be home for a minute, yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, all wasn't, all wasn't terrible, you know, like t- truth be told, I've, I've been running myself ragged for the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Ever since I saw you with mice, I've been nonstop, yeah. you know what I mean? And, um, it was good for the first, three months, three or four months, I guess. So I was like, ah, cool. You know, I have a life again, <laughs> you know, like, ah, oh, I get to, and as much as I miss my tour friends and of the life and all the lifestyle and whatnot, it was, it was also like, man, I finally, you know, got a house. I mean, I don't have, I have an apartment. I finally have a place that I can call my own again. Yeah. You know, uh, I bought a bed because <laughs> yeah. like I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have anything, dude. You know, I, I left, I left, uh, I left Seattle, uh, and, literally just came back and was sleeping on the floor, Yeah, you know? Um, Been there. and yeah. <laughs> and, uh, as much as it sucks, it was, it was eye opening for me anyways. Uh, so I, you know, used some of that money and basically got my apartment outfitted and sat here and, you know, uh, relaxed for a little bit. Yeah. And then I got back to, then I got back to work a little bit. Um, I've been focusing a lot on my, uh, working on fundamentals and designing at home, uh, I started my own company, started my own little design oh, company. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, SCP design. Uh, awesome. I'm probably going to, re- I'm probably going to rebrand it like later this year, but when I'd go to LLC right now, it's just a, uh, soul, but I don't know. S- uh, you said SCP, right? SCP design. That's, yeah. I, I don't know. That has a good ring to it. Like it comes oh, off okay. nicely. I mean, I don't know. Seems Rolls legit. Off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, Yeah. I started that and, uh, using, you know, like rendering software that I have here and all the programs. And I started getting into video design, uh, using Resolume, like, like, you know, like live stage video stuff. So are you talking like, so like live video design, you mean like led panels and like designing stuff like that or yeah, led, led panels, projectors, um, that kind of stuff, um, staging and all that stuff as well. Um, I took some courses, uh, computer technology courses on the side, just to get more familiar with, you know, just the things that I use every day, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah. And so I started pushing forward. Uh, I got, I connected with some people in town, even though like the industry, even though like everything was shut down, 
Texas being Texas, uh, events are still <laughs> happening. Uh, even though the first, the first, the first major lockdown, everything was locked down like everything else, everybody else was yeah. in, the, in, in the U.S. You know what I mean? But when once once we did the real the first reopen, the soft reopen that everyone did, uh, when we did it, it kind of stayed that. <laughs> so, it went lit. <laughs> it, yeah, it was it was going crazy, and um, and so I paired with some small companies, small like you know independent companies here in Houston, because none of the larger companies were doing anything. Yeah. LD Systems was dead in the water. Uh, like uh, Brightstar wasn't doing anything. Uh, obviously, the larger companies like Christie Lights and Four Wall and all that stuff. There's only like there's like Christie Lights and a VR in 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 Dallas. You know, so <laughs> Houston's kind of a weird market to begin with. I mean, yeah. you've been here, so you know it's kind of a weird city. The only venue I know in Houston, and I I believe it's Houston. It's yeah, right it's next to a Hooters. We're next to a Hooters. Oh, House of Blues. Yeah, yeah, it's House of Blues. There's, yeah. there's no Hooters. Is there a Hooters there? No, there's no Hooters yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's House of Blues and there's a Hooters right there. I think you're thinking Dallas House of Blues. Oh, there's a no, Hooters you're right. Dallas House of Blues. You're right, Houston, Houston, Houston House of Blues has a bowling alley across and there's dirt bar across the street. Oh, that's the shit. one you're talking about. I've, yeah, okay, that's I've the, never been to that one. I've been to the... Okay, yeah, it's Dallas then for sure. Mm-hmm. Every time I'd get so stoked and I'd get like the worst chicken wings ever. But you hey, know, I got to you, see some tata. So you were there with us. You came to House of Blues Houston with us when we did the Nothing More tour. That was there? That was one the, the one after New Orleans. Houston. Oh. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Dude, right? it, it yeah. all blends together. I don't know. <laughs> that that tour in particular blended together. Pretty crazy. Um no, but uh yeah, it's been crazy. Um, and so I, I, you know, back at it, I was, uh, partnering with some small companies here and one guy, uh, his name's Dash Spear, young cat, super smart, really good with money, really good with his logistics. And, you know, he's a great, great designer in his own right. Uh, you know, we, I saw an opportunity to just start working with him, um, hand in hand. And, uh, we started designing and curating some events here in Houston. Um, and then working, you know, still with small stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I, w- I was taking unemployment, mm-hmm. uh, up until August. Um, and then I found, you know, I found enough work to keep me afloat since then. Uh, and that's all thanks to dash and, uh, limitless lights and sound. Um, and then, uh, that's really much all I've been working with this, this wedding band, um, that pays oh. so, so good. So <laughs> good. It pays so well. I mean, dude, but it's weddings, a, that's where it's a, at, man. Yeah, man. And, and everybody in that, everyone that, that, that plays in that, that wedding band, you know, like they, they're all Grammy award winning artists. You oh. know what I mean? They're all yeah. like, you know, like, you know, several Latin Grammys, you know, like they're all super professional in what they do. They just happen to work for a wedding band, but they make hmm. hella bank. Damn. Um, so I've been surviving. That's good. Uh, I have, I have, I have not been thriving, um, but well, you just I have started a business. It, yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's weird because it's like, you know, there's different kinds of people, and I, I dip in and out of these different realms. But you know, there's people out there that are, well, it's, it's kind of hard to say because some people are forced into scrounging for every penny and unemployment and, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying to scrape by. And then there's people that are fortunate enough to where they can, like, I guess for myself, you know, I I did pick up a a big boy job, um, before the whole pandemic. So like, I was okay. You know, I did get furloughed, but like, I'm trying to make the best of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I have the podcast, I'm keeping it going, 
but you know, I go mm-hmm. into dips and you know, all these things where like the anxiety, depression, and you fall into this slump and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I can't do shit. And then like yeah. the next week you're like the most productive ever. So like, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, to, like, I know that do, so hard. <laughs> yeah, like bob and weave between all these things. It's so hard. But like the fact that you made a business during pandemic is one amazing because you're keeping shit going. But also, damn, like starting a business during pandemic during COVID. Yeah. Props. Well, I mean, it, it was uh, it was it was interesting though because like obviously I couldn't I couldn't uh, go on the same model. I couldn't base off of. I mean, I could take everything that I learned in, in, in the last 10 years of what I've, you know, what I know and put it together and make it something so I can sell it to a client, you know, yeah. but, but it was really hard because there was no, there weren't any clients that were buying, yeah. you know what I mean? There wasn't anything. So most of it is, um, most of it was just conceptual work. Um, but I did sell a few designs, uh, and I'd actually got involved with music videos. Oh. Um, surprisingly, uh, people were actually using their unemployment mo- money smartly and they were using to build their brands uh like i call it covid money you know what i mean like they they were a lot of people that i know a lot of musicians that i know they you know they lost their day jobs you know their bartenders their servers they were they worked at a bank or something like that you know like they normal people they're also musicians Mm -hmm. and they lost that they lost their main source of income and then they get this Let's be let's be honest, man. Like there was a big influx influx of money that was much needed, uh, not only for the people that were broke, but also for the economy and for people, you know. Of course. That 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 helped a lot. Um, and the, the, some people that I know were really smart about it, and they were using the money in the right way. Mm-hmm. And uh, in one way, there was uh, some friends of mine in this band called uh, Interlux. Um, you know, it's actually funny, like. Uh, Interlux is, uh, Shannon and Marianne Corbin, uh, twins, mm. uh, and my buddy Des, my buddy Vaughn. And it's just like electro pop synth rock band. Ooh. And, uh, Wait, what was it called like, again? Uh, Interlux. Inner, like L-U- L-U-X. Uh, L-U-X. Yeah. L-U-X. Okay. Interlux, okay. like, like inner okay. light, but Lux. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, um, and you know it's, it's it's fun music, you know what I mean? Um, definitely, you know, a little, a little rough around the edges, but like <laughs> a lot of potential there. You know, it's a local band. Yeah. You know, uh, but there was a lot of potential, and they got some good people behind them. And um, you know, I, I I play. Marianne worked at House of Blues Houston, and she's basically I didn't know her before I came back to Houston, but she's she's friends with everybody, right? She's mm-hmm. just one of them that you know you know yeah. everybody, and uh, she's also a fucking badass Call of Duty Warzone player. And so that's how my early COVID was playing a lot of Warzone uh, with friends and reconnecting (laughs) with friends over COVID. And uh, did you and Alan play at all? No, I haven't played with Alan. I played with uh, I played with uh, uh, Zach. Okay, uh, I played Zach Zach a couple times. (laughs) Oh yeah, I haven't. I haven't. need to check that out. No, oh god, oh no, oh I can't. Uh, Did why did you remind me? Oh god, you just ruined me, bro. I can't. That, You're so welcome. Oh my god, dude, that was rough. That was rough. <laughs> that was yeah. Ugh. Oh, I can't believe it. Um, no, nah, I played with him, but most of the time I just I, I you know. I haven't played with a lot of people. I just play with like the same four people. <laughs> yeah. You just keep but, it light. Like, you know, you, you yeah. know your skill level and you uh, stay in your lane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I played, I played a little bit with Zach and I'm like, you're too good, bro. I can't, 
really I, fucked I'm this. Not, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out, dude. I'm, I'm just holding you back at this point. You know? <laughs> uh, That's me for sure. I just don't even, I don't even have a game console. I just, I know I suck so bad. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so what I was saying was like, I was playing with Marianne. We were talking quite a bit, you know, and she was like, yeah, no, I'm in a band, but blah, blah, blah. so I, tried, I checked them out and I was like, hey, you know what? You know, I, I kind of do lights and uh, I kind of like your band. I'd really like to do lights for your mixed music video. And so like, we started, to, we started talking and all that. And um, this is around the same time that I worked with, uh, started working with Dash at Limitless Lights and Sound. And uh, we kind of partnered up with them and we kind of, we sponsored, we co-sponsored the video for them. That's awesome. And uh, so we provided a whole bunch of lighting. Um, they got a videographer, uh, Matt Rush, Matt Rush Productions. And yeah, we got this uh, space down in the east side of Houston, east downtown. Uh, our buddy Ch- Chewy Terrasas uh, from the band Los Canales. Uh, he owns a bunch of properties in town. And uh, he's got a little black box theater. And he was like, yeah, you guys can use it. Cool. Awesome. Damn. So we built a stage, throw a bunch crew up crap ton of lights at it and uh for a local band anyways and uh sat there and recorded a music video for him and then yeah. um i thought it came out really well uh you should definitely check it out i was gonna uh, say yeah Link, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in like i put links and stuff in the the show notes but mm-hmm. hit me with it plug it uh it's it's a inner lux uh haunt me video um haunt yeah, came out haunt 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 me. Oh, I thought for first second I thought you said hot me. I was like, oh, hot me. No, yeah, no, it's like hot, no, me. haunt me. Hot me. Haunt me. Hot me. Hot me. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so haunt me. Um, and I, and I've and I've been involved with a couple other projects. Guys from FaceTime. Uh, some really good friend, really good friends of mine. Uh, really cool metalcore project out of Houston. FaceTime. Uh, face the songs called War. Those are pretty fucking solid. Oh, yeah. Solid metalcore track. Uh, it was a really fun day. Uh, recording that with uh, Justin Nava okay. from Nava Creative from Nava Creative Services, and um, then I did this R and B video, which is interesting. It was that was a different hmm. experience for me. I was actually a D, I was actually the DP on that, uh, director of photography, um, okay. and uh, lighting as well. It was a rather a little low budget, but it came out so good. Um, uh, d- just for a quick second, kind of like briefly say like, what, what would be the job? Cause I know like the LD, like, but the DP, mm-hmm. or, like explain a little bit, like briefly what that means. I mean, you just set the scenes and you make sure that the, everything looks good. Uh, how it looks on camera. Um, make sure levels are good. Make sure everyone's in their places. Uh, I was basically, it was, it was more of a, let me make sure this just looks good. And that it's not just kind of like, it looks like it's haphazardly thrown together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, kind of go over the schedule with everything with the director who was also, uh, also a cameraman. So it's kind of like, there was a bunch of hats being thrown around that day. You know what I mean? Everyone was wearing a bunch of different hats. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long shoot, but it came out really cool. Uh, it was uh, like an R&B. The, the name of the artist is Lenora and uh, the name of the song is Red Flags. Okay. Um, actually, I actually worked with her in that, that band, uh, that, oh, cool. that, that cover band. <laughs> uh, but so, but she's, she's an incredible vocalist as well. Um, anyways, uh, and I'm actually right now, I'm very excited. I have a video music video coming up in two weeks, Oh shit! Actually, actually in two weeks to the day, um, for this band Haunter. Um, and, uh, it, I time coded this thing. Um, there's, there's a, there's a substantial lighting rig being put in, um, and it's, it's being hosted at silver street studios. 
uh, uh, is it filmatic uh, with Orlando Briones and uh, Christian Briones. They're going to be shooting it, and I can't be. I'm I I I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> they were because these these guys these guys are like legit. I mean, like, I work I work with legitimate people all the time, but like these are like when I when I think of like Houston successful like industry, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? These guys, these are like on the map for me, for me personally. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm very excited to be working with them. Very excited to be working with an Enoma, Lucy and Mark and all of them from over at Haunter. Cause they're, they're an awesome like pop band. Um, actually I've known Lucy and Enoma for years and I'm very excited to finally be working with them. That's so awesome. um, that's going to be shooting in two weeks. And uh, I don't know when they're releasing it, but, um, it's a hell of a track, really good, really good pop music. Um, Dude, definitely. So that, when you uh, yeah. when that's all, well, the I guess the the finished product comes out. Shoot me a link, or I'm, I'm sure I'll probably see it on your. Oh, I'll be blowing it up. Yeah, you'll be blowing it up. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm definitely stoked to see that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I, yeah. How did you even? I don't. <laughs> I'm sure maybe one drunken night on tour with a mice and men, we might've talked about it, but how did you get into being like a touring LD, like a lighting director for, you know, well, a mice and men and, you know, all these bands, like, how did you fall into that? Like knowing like, Oh, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it goes way back. I mean, you don't just fall into the touring side of it. You got to no, learn the trade course, beforehand, of right? Of course, yeah, yeah. So I was working at House of Blues Houston back when I was playing in music, when I was still playing in a metal band, uh, way back when. I still enjoyed playing music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoy it, but, you know, I don't do yeah. it anymore. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I, 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 got, I started working at House of Blues Houston. Um, and I got a job as a security guard. And uh, it was cool. It was fine. It was low pay but you know good people to work with great staff you know what i mean good family environment oh, yeah. uh this is before i knew about Light nation anyways <laughs> um and uh and anyways uh, all the cool kids all the, the the people that i you know related to the punks and the metalheads you know what i mean they're they're all the production staff and so you know i, I gravitated towards them go to across the street to dirt bar go get drunk you know, kick it, you know, click a little bit. And they're like, man, why don't you come work with us? You know, we're, you know, you're cool. Like come work with us. You're right. cool. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, so Melissa Loveless, she's now, I think she's over at a spot, uh, a Sunday amphitheater out in Nashville. Hmm. She's the director. She's the director over there now, but, um, uh, she's like, Hey, can you like set up a drum set? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so she's like, Oh, you can, you can come work with us. And, you know, from, from there, I just, you know, I work doubles, I work, I'd load the show in and then go be security and then go load the show out. And I did that for six to eight months, nine months, maybe. And I got really got into it, you know, and I was working my ass off. Um, and then, uh, Al Williams, the lighting director, the head lighting director there, uh, he <clears throat> grabbed me one day while I was uh, cleaning up uh, during my security shift. He's like, "Hey man, um, I need you to, uh, I need you to work for me on Friday." I was like, "What? <laughs> uh, what? What do you mean? I need to work for you?" <laughs> it's like that's not that hard. Come here. <laughs> he just grabbed me and threw me behind the the Avo Pearl Two Thousand. God, we're an ancient desk. Um, 
And he just started showing me a little bit of things like, hey, you push this fader up. Ah, oh, lights go on. Cool. Press that button. Oh, they're all blue. Cool. Press that button. Oh, they flash. Cool. <laughs> You're working for me on Friday, right? I'm like, I guess, you know, and he, so he started training me and they started getting me going on that. And, um, you know, one of my, one of my fondest memories of it was like one of my first big shows was Summer Slaughter Tour 20. I got, I can't even remember. I just remember doing lights for a bunch of bands that I fucking love. Damn. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, you know, I started getting the swing of it. Uh, you know, they, uh, started doing a bunch of light, doing lighting over there, um, at House Blues. And then, um, they started pulling me over to Warehouse Live. I started interning under several different people. Um, started doing a lot of like low pay, nothing, you know, not making any fucking money at the same time being in a band, you know what I mean? So I was doubly broke. Um, and, (laughs) and, and, uh, and so eventually I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to start focusing on a lighting thing, blah, blah, blah. And while I was in the band, um, I was, I was pretty busy. I mean, I I started working for like warehouse live revention. Uh, I worked for several production companies in town. So I was getting, I, I got my chops, you know what I'm saying? I, knew, I thought I knew what I was doing. And then, um, after a couple of years of this, um, you get a phone call from James McMahon. Uh, and, uh, he's like, Hey man, um, how do you do, do you want to go on tour with a monomarth with me? And I'm like, <laughs> Just like that, like just like you want to go on a tour with a mother. I wanted and I was to like, ask how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also, like, just real quick, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. cut you off. You will have to one. I know a little bit about Amon Amarth, but in your mm-hmm. story, I'm sure you you probably were going to do it anyways. But explain a little bit of the vibe of what that shit is because it's insane. <laughs> but sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, go on, go on. so so he gives me a call. It's like, hey, you want, you want to go on tour with Amon Amarth? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, well, and he explains, you know, like Weston Baja gave him a call, the, the PM at the time, uh, gave him a call and it's like, Hey, you know, I really need a guy or two that look like Vikings to be, become the Vikings on stage with the band. And I thought about you, do you know anybody that looks like a Viking and would love to do it? <laughs> and I'm like, he, he thought about me and I was like, Fuck yes. This is awesome. All right. And so, you know, a couple months, I, I got the call a couple months before the tour and then like got our stuff together and we dipped out. Now, if you don't know Amon Amarth, first of all, uh, who are you if you don't know who Amon Amarth is and you <laughs> well, listen to Well, I did before but, I met you. So, you know well, what? Well, now you know. <laughs> so, so it's a, a Viking metal band from Sweden. And when I say it's a Viking metal band, they're a Viking metal band. Like, they, <laughs> all their songs are about Thor, Ragnarok, Asgard, like, battle scenes everything that you could possibly think of um and uh incredible um you know uh i was a big fan of the band twilight twilight of twilight of the thunder god that album was amazing I actually bought tickets to go see them with uh i think they were with uh uh tear and enslaved were on that one that was amazing so you tour. were already a fan of them before mm-hmm Oh, James. I mean, like, but, but, you know, like, like, like I was, I've never been a fan boy of any band, but like, I was a fan of the music. Okay. I listen like to their music. Their, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying like, then, oh my God, let me, uh, yeah, my tits. yeah, yeah. By the way, hold on for uh, anyone listening. Uh, the person he said that asked him, James, he was our tour manager with the Mice and Men for a good amount of tours. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, 
And uh, so they wanted us to be Vikings and they wanted us I was like, this is not in my job description at all. This is not what I've been training for in any way. And they wanted us to be Vikings, but it wasn't just like dressing up like a Viking. Like we, we, they, they literally sent a giant fucking box to James's house mm-hmm. that had chainmail, uh, at chainmail, at helmets, it had swords, it had shield parts, not shields, but shield parts. Uh, and they had like a bunch of woolen stuff, like wool rags and stuff like that, that you used to like, you know, like, yeah. shirt and whatever yeah. and and we had no there was no i mean there was direction and maybe we didn't know what we were doing because we didn't we didn't know what we were doing full honestly <laughs> and so we uh we we went into it thinking we you know it was this and it turned out to be something completely different which was awesome in and itself apparently we were supposed to fight each other what did you hold on um, what did you think it was we thought it was going to be just us standing on stage. Oh, just look, like look, pieces look of mean, yeah. look mean. Yeah. Look mean. Maybe have some, some action parts, but nothing like, yeah, it's nothing, nothing crazy. <laughs> and then we went to go do our, uh, we did pre-production for the tour, uh, which already we, we told him straight up. We were like, we were also production guys. <laughs> <laughs> we also do this for a living, you know? And like, Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I guess we can use y'all, you know? And so we ended up being set carps, uh, setting up the, uh, setting up all the gear and, uh, and they have this massive set, you know what I mean? Like drum riser that has 14 foot hall, 14 feet high, uh, horns coming off the sides. It looks like a face mask, a helmet. Um, there's a fucking catwalk behind, you know, like there's a ton of lighting, um, multiple backdrops. Like, you know, just a big show, you know, one of what's massive. Uh, I didn't realize how massive they were until we went to Europe, but that's a later story. Uh, but in the U S they were really big. This Wait, is where, for a U.S. tour. Where are they from? They're from Sweden. Of course they are. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, um, Sweden and Finland. Um, anyways. Uh, so man, that was so long ago. Uh, <laughs> so we started the tour uh, we didn't fight the first couple shows just because it was like, we didn't, we weren't comfortable with it. You know, like, it was just like, I don't want to swing a sword at your face. Do you want to swing a sword at my face? Don't answer that. <laughs> um, and, um, but we ended up doing it because I think, I forget which show it was. I think it was when Johan got sick and couldn't sing that show. And so we had to give him a show. We had to give him something. Oh, you're like, so, oh, time to step up. I guess, up I guess to time to step up. I think it was El Paso. I think we were working away from from like the West coast East or other way around. I can't fucking remember. It was like El Paso. Yeah, and, Texas uh, is like, we want people to fucking fight. Fight. Yeah. It's a tricky falls. Have you ever been there? Tricky El Paso? Falls. Yeah. In El Paso. Mm, I don't think so. Tiny, tiny venue. Probably not. Uh, all good though. Uh, and so we, we ended up beating the shit out of each other. And we're like, <laughs> all right, we're pretty good at this. <laughs> like <literally> like shield. <laughs> Shields exploding, you know, like, and so, and then, uh, anyways, we, we get through it. The band loves it. Um, we're, we keep honing a craft. And then in the meantime, also like, you know, we're doing other things and you know, James turns into, becomes a stage manager. I become a lighting tech and we're doing set cart duties as well. Um, this is over the course of years though, working with this band. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I mean, like we've been, I fought James all over the place and and he would win i would win there were some epic moments you know 
one of my favorite moments is killing him in front of 500,000 people. Oh, in, that was uh, great. And, and, and Poland and Woodstock, Poland, you know, but then he Damn. got to kill me. He got to kill me at Bloodstock and like Hellfest and Vakken, you know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> you know, um, you know, we've done some amazing shows and we're open for some amazing bands working with them, you know, and then working with them on a Marth, I mean, they're a big band, you know what I mean? And everybody that works with them are, uh, incredibly talented and, and very well respected in the industry. And, um, because of that, I mean, like I, it was, a my learning curve went straight up, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was, I thought I knew what I was doing and I had no idea. And then I, I see what was really going on and I was like, Oh, well, I'm just soak this all up like a sponge. Oh, definitely. And, you know, and, and then that just got me, I don't know, like a lot of experience very quickly and the right way of doing things. And, um, you know, experience is still experience. I think that, you know, more time is better than yeah. a little time, but I still felt, you know, like we, we, we learned quite a bit in a, in a very fast amount of time and in a good way. And, uh, we started getting, uh, we started getting little offers here and there. Um, like I was doing, I was doing lights for some of the opening bands, like for Monomarth, like, uh, like Entombed AD. Um, God, what was that other band? Oh, I was like the opening band. I forgot. I already forgot their name. <laughs> X, X more. I'm sorry. X Mortis. X okay. for them for a couple of, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Grand Magus over in, uh, in Europe. And, and we did, I did lights for several of the opening bands. And then, um, <laughs> James got a call from Wes. He's like, Hey, so I want you to meet some people. And, uh, I ended up, uh, I ended up getting the call with James to go work for butcher babies. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, great crew, great people. Um, I like them quite a bit, actually. Um, it was an interesting tour that we were on though. Cause we were on direct support for Hollywood undead. I was supposed and, to, I think we, yeah. I, I feel like we talked about this one night on tour. I was supposed to go on tour with Hollywood Undead. I'm pretty sure it was that tour. And then I got mm -hmm. like, oh, dude, it sucked. Like, confirmed everything. Like, rate, even got like mm -hmm. flights confirmed, everything. Like, when I was going to leave, all of that. And then, like, I asked, I was like, hey, like, can I post about this? And I posted it. And then, like, an hour later, like, hey, like, we're going to go with our, old photographer i was like oh. damn it yeah that but it is what it is like whatever like i should have yeah, just waited yeah. to post about it and shit like that but like yeah you live and you learn sometimes it was gonna be a it looked like a fun it was a tour brutal, it was a fun tour but it was a brutal yeah. tour too man i gotta say that was a that was a long one bro that was it was a long one that's why the money was gonna be so good <laughs> yeah it was like three months straight yeah like and there was like a grand total of like 11 days off i think Ooh. like yeah it was it was ridiculous bro it was ridiculous so this is why it was ridiculous for me so the first month was really cool the first month was fine it was like oh well the first couple weeks anyways first couple weeks were fine i walk in you know i had my console i you know i got all my stuff set up ready to go for it and um i walk in and then the, the, the i'm not, i'm i'm just I don't know. <laughs> Things were weird. Things were weird. Uh, and, and, in a, in a weird way, production wise. And, um, I don't know. I'm not going to go too crazy into it, but it, it, uh, it turned into, I ended up doing 
they did a great job with breaking with without breaking Mitchell with, with Butcher Babies. Mm-hmm. And then um everyone was super happy. And then uh I started doing lights for the opening uh, opening guy, uh a hip hop artist named Demrick. Um and I, so I was like, oh, I'll make a little extra scratch. You know what I mean? Like, you know, of course. Yeah. Top, up, yeah. top up a little bit. It's 30 minutes set. You know what I mean? Before yeah. mine, you know, it's an hour and a half of work a day, you know, it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then something went down and the Hollywood and Dead's LD had to leave. They had to leave the tour. Mm. And then I got offered to take over the tour Ooh. for three weeks. I did lights for everybody on that tour for almost Dude, a month. That's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty gnarly. Uh, I had to redesign the entire thing. Um, cause nothing was set up. Right. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was a great learning experience for me too. Actually, actually another music video. I did the lighting for Hollywood undead, uh, Hollywood undead's Cadillac video. Oh, uh, shit. I did, we did it at the, what's that fucking play? What's that? venue uh it was across from the Dahmer hotel um the rave the rave yeah and you know downstairs yeah downstairs into the pool pool? so we so we brought lights from the stage down to the pool yeah so we brought lights down from the stage to the stage and put them on the edge of the pool and put some lights in the pool and then had them that the band was doing their thing inside the pool that that pool the haunted pool Damn. That's, that's cadillac so all that programming and shit that you see there that's yeah. all me Fuck. dude that's, that's sick. all me i remember i went with um with phil so i was this was mm-hmm. a, a nice tour this was a while ago um, i think there wasn't on that one though right no dude i think no this was i'm talking like we had uh did you ever meet jared petinato Yes, I met him once or twice. So this I've was met in, him a couple times. He was our tour manager. Okay. So a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was myself, Phil, and Jared. I think it was just the three of us. But we went down there. I had a GoPro. And once you go super down there, like, if you don't have lights, it's dark. It's creepy? It's Did creepy. Did you go to the boiler room? I don't... Maybe... The boiler room freaks me. It freaks me out more than the pool room, dude. dude. I'm gonna say that. Uh, there was a room that looked like you know, like in a studio, like when you're recording music. There's like where the control room is, and then they had the glass mm-hmm. window. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lounge Looking, right and there. It looks out into the pool there. Mm-hmm. That walking into that room into the next room, like there was a significant change in like the temperature of the rooms. Oh yeah, and dude. everyone was like dude, I'm cold. And you walk into the next room, you're like, oh, I'm normal now. Dude, it was so mm-hmm. creepy. Like we were walking yeah. over like these stacks of chairs and I'm like, dude, this is, this is sketchy, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a crazy venue. <laughs> such a crazy venue. I mean, I'm, all, Dahmer, I'm all about it though. Dahmer would pick up his victims there. That shit's gnarly. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm fascinated uh, with like, serial killers and all that shit. Like I watch all those shows and documentaries. Uh, how, and to, like, how to be a, how to, oh. how to, how to be a, how to be a serial killer or whatever. I don't, was it? Um, was that show? I don't follow that stuff too often. I mean, like I know the main ones, John Wayne Casey, the main ones. The yeah. No, I'm not, I don't go too deep. Like just, you know, yeah, the main ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, that was a, that was a crazy tour, dude. That was a, Holy crap. I was so, I remember being so tired coming off of that. The McDonald's next door is a uh, much, much better now. 
Mm. I went to that McDonald's. The McDonald's was sketchy. It still fuck. sucks. It still sucks. It's like yeah. they they made the the building much nicer, but like I went in. I, oh, I was with uh, Crown the Empire on an Under Oath headliner tour, and I went next to you know I just went next door and I was like, oh McDonald's, like this looks way better. Like maybe they like changed shit. Nah, dude. Like I go in. Nah. Like it took like the same amount of time, but like you felt like people in the back were arguing and fighting like, Oh shit. Oh, this is, yeah. <laughs> I do not need to be here right now. Like I, <laughs> I need to get my damn sweet and sour sauce and chimpy nuggets and get the fuck out of here. Yep. Shit's whack, but <laughs> it is so whack. But dude, that's sick that you did. Um, oh, I wish like when I was there, I did some sort of photos in that pool. Cause it, it's sick. Like it's really cool. We'll, we'll be there again someday. I think so. I'll be so there again today. When, well, going off of that, when do you think legitimately like tours will be back? Like, well, because uh, you so, know, there's going to be one or two that are going to like break the surface. They're going to be like, all right, let's try this. And I, I, yeah. where are you, where are you at? Where are you at? Um, well, I'm a realist. All right. Which is, um, yeah, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> Me too. I, I try. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic as well, but at the same time, like, let's be real. Um, the you know, vaccine's out. It's not available to the public yet. It's out for, you know, first responders, medical staff, uh, at-risk patients and stuff like that. You know, it's not available for the general public just mm-hmm. yet. I don't know how it is over there. You're in Sloan, California, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it is for you. Now, they, they, they opened up a vaccine clinic here in Houston. Houston was the first one with the trials. The first one with the, the public trials and stuff. And because um, I'm a huge medical center down here. And um, there is a, a big big parking lot downtown next to warehouse live that's actually like was a COVID, te- COVID testing center now it's a covid vaccine center oh. um but it's appointment only and you have to have a you know a doctor's reasoning to get the vaccine etc 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 right um so in order for touring to work on the get on the get in order for touring to work one you know you got to think about the 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 fans first, like the customers coming out to see the shows. Of course. Um, you have to think about, there's still going to be social distancing guidelines from, from like, if we were to go, let's say, uh, I don't know, third quarter, 2021. Okay. Right. That's a, I think that's a reasonable, a reasonable timeline to start thinking about touring again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh at least at like 1500, 2000 cap venues, you know what I mean? Um, only because, with with like social social distancing guidelines and uh you know vaccine coming out and um you know just you know the venues that take care of themselves there's gonna be a limited amount of people being able to go in right of course um and then on top of that you know okay so say each of these venues can do instead of 1500 they can do 800 this is like a high number 800 because that's okay. still a high number yeah 800 people in a venue and then so that those 800 people have to pay a higher ticket price to offset you know oh offset, yeah oh for sure uh, uh, offset production cost venue cost uh your movie all ticket now is going to cost 30 bucks <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's even more so i mean ticket prices were already 30 35 dollars no and just in know, perspective uh, like you know a movie yeah, ticket exactly. costs like 
what? 15 bucks. 15 10, 10, bucks. 15 All right. Bucks. Now you're going to pay 30, 40 bucks to see Marvel. Like right. Something like exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. I'm with yeah. you on that so, for sure. I, I'm, um, I'm with you on that. So, so that's just on the venue side of things. Right. And so let's say that there's enough venues that are doing this at a safe amount of times, like local bands. And, you know, here in Houston, we got like a couple of venues still running week, like weekly weekends are doing things, but it's very, very cut down you know, yeah. local bands, cover bands, et cetera, et cetera, just to keep the venues open and keep the bartenders happy, uh, keep them living. And so, but let's just say with limited capacity, House of Blues is, right? Let's just use House of Blues as a blanket, okay. uh, as a blanket, you know, template. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, you got to think, if you're doing tour size, first of all, House of Blues size tours, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a headliner on there. Uh, let's say I'm my cement, you know, my cement does a tour with house of blues. Yeah. Um, there's five in the band and then another five to six in the crew. So it's typically like 12 people, right? That um, alone is tricky. <laughs> well, the thing with that is, is that especially with these smaller tours, I say smaller tours, but like these, these medium sized tours, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like it's, uh, everyone's on the same bus and, in my opinion, in my opinion, everyone should be vaccinated. Everyone that's on that fucking tour bus should have their, their double dose oh, of vaccinations. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. And they should be wearing masks and, and keeping everything clean. I mean, like, I think it's a little weird to be wearing your mask at all fucking times uh, on the bus. But I mean, there's definitely needs to be like air filtration and like everything even cleaner than it normally should be. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, is that if one person catches COVID. Bye bye. That entire tour, tour bus, that entire that, that entire everyone that's on that bus that's with six of them, they got to go home. They got to go. They can't yep. go anywhere. They got to go home. And so it's the it's the risk of touring, and that's the worst part of it. You know what I mean? You can go and and like we we all know, man. I know people left and right that have done everything right, have done everything right, and they still caught COVID. Right? It's crazy. I think what's insane is I think a lot of people that are getting it are people that are taking precautions and staying home. They're doing everything, but like, I guess they're saying it's like, you're more likely to get it when you're not out and about with doing the, you know, precautions yeah. and masks and stuff, because you're still like, I, dude, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. how, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's conflicting information. You know, like I don't, uh, I'm not going to get into it just because. No, of course. I yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not going to get into it, but it's a, it's tricky. You know what but, I mean? Like I, I, I it's, it's, but with, with what we do, with what, with, with what, what I do for a living when beforehand, like I have to be around crowds. I mean, I'm in the oh, middle of the I was fucking gonna, crowd. I was going to say, I'm you're in, in the middle, dude. I've been, whether it's with you or another, you know, LD, like when I'm getting a shot from front of house, like, oh dude, I've had people behind me screaming and beers fly over my shoulder. Like I'm sure you've gotten mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, it's insane. You're in the dead center of it. It's like, yeah, <sighs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and it's like, <clears throat> I love it, but I don't think I'd go. I'd do it right now. Hell it's going to no. take some time. I don't, I, I personally don't think I'm, I think more 2022. I don't think nothing's going to happen. I think, I think some stuff's going to happen. It's going to start. It's going to start this year. Some like trial runs um, or something. Trial runs and stuff. I mean, Live Nation, Live Nation straight up said that um, 
that they're going to start planning full scale tours for late summer 2021. Oh, okay. Um, they have to though. That's true. They have to, they have so, to because if they don't, they're going to go under. Well, what do you think about that? So I've had, obviously most of my friends are like yourself in the music industry. You know, I've had Alan on, I've had Tino, I've had, you know, Chris from under oath and blah, 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 blah. And I've kind of talked about the same thing. And a lot of like a big point that has been brought up is, you know, the demographic of the scene that we're in. I mean, Amon Marth is probably a, a, an older scene. I don't really know, but you know, a mice and men under oath, you know, all these, you know, bands mm-hmm. that we tour with, it's a, yeah, the demographic is all over, but majority are kids that still live at home with their folks. Yeah. And it is I'm a younger, thinking, a younger crowd. Ex- exactly. So like things might be popping, but you know what? Like I, I would guarantee at least like 50% of those fans, their parents are going to be like, are you kidding me? I'm not taking mm-hmm. to you. You're not going to a show. I yeah. know like the pandemic is over. There's a vaccine, but like, uh, are you kidding? No. Hello. Go to your room. Yeah. Yeah. That makes them actually, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. I, I've been thinking about like, in terms of like a monomarth and like typically their fans are, I mean, they're probably mask deniers. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm just being real. Um, and so, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard sell. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I hope that it picks back up, but there's gotta be some rules in place. You know, oh, yeah. you know, the drive-in tours do not work. You know, I mean, like with something like this, I could see like war tour coming back. You know what I mean? I, like I could, yeah. I could see, I could see that because it's an outdoor thing. It is outdoors. You know, I, I, yeah. Just, I, I think that festivals will have a better chance this year. Like, I think that if we have, if we can base anything off of it, <laughs> limited capacity festivals, as, as stupid as that sounds, I think that's the only thing that we could maybe hope for this summer. You know, that, that um, like, as it stands right now, Monomarth is uh, still booked for a summer festival run. Hmm. Um, uh, I, I haven't heard anything on it yet, but it's out there, you know, it's, uh, it's out there on the, on the web. Yeah. Um, and so... Europe has, I mean, I, I want to say Europe had a better, ha- has a better handle on it, but now nah, they're on their third lockdown right now. So. Yeah. It's fucking um, insane. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like I, I, I want, I want 2021 to be better, but I mean, I don't. Who fucking knows? <laughs> right? Yeah. Who fucking knows? No one knows. I hope, so it's like, how yeah. can any like. I mean, California, we're fucked because of Newsom, that chode ass. Mm. But I don't know. It's hard because, yeah. you know, like everyone has the right to do, I don't know, for lack of a better word, do them, do them, do you, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Do what they want. Yeah. Open up shit to an extent. Shows. Yes, maybe you have to upsell the tickets, price it up a little bit more, but you know what? Like things got to get back to normal. Um, just so we can go on a lighter topic mm-hmm. with the Monomarth fighting big James <laughs> Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo yeah. slice, any injuries, 
Oh, uh, plenty. Because I felt um, like we were going in like a real depressing route right there, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, like, let's let's oh, switch it up fuck. a little bit. Let's switch injuries, it up a little baby." Bit. As a as a, <laughs> a Viking. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, so it's sword on sword, man. It's real steel. Uh, it's real steel. It's not sharpened steel, but it's real but steel. Dude, it's steel on steel, like steel to finger. <laughs> That's happened several times. Um, that's happened several times. I mean, we wear, we wear glove protection. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's a real thing. I mean, I'm wearing 120 pounds of gear. Damn. You know, uh, with fur <laughs> and the helmet and like all this stuff and like it's great, but it protects me. And I got like, you know, uh, bracers that cover my forearms. I got like fighting gloves on. You know, like um, not like boxing gloves, but like you know, like yeah. covered reinforced gloves to cover my fingers but you know like accidents fucking happen you know it's and it's you know we only fight for like a minute and a half on stage if that but it's intense like we go through like i think our highest count on one tour was we went through like 20 something odd shields damn and one and one tour like destroyed destroyed so no like crazy injuries i mean i uh yeah no i mean uh, let's see. Um, like, let me count one, two, three. No, just kidding. Man, well, yeah, no, seriously though. Uh, let's see. I got stabbed in Milan. Um, <laughs> literally, literally I got stabbed. Like my leg got stabbed. I had to go get stitches. Good stuff. Um, <clears throat> that was my fault though. Um, oh, oh, okay. and, uh, I was going for like the throat slice and then like he jerked and then my arm, my hand just like I don't know, flopped over and then like the fucking tip of the, the dagger fucking penetrated my leg. Oof. I didn't feel it until after the show was over. It's great. <laughs> Blood running down my leg. Like, oh, Big okay. old slice. Good stuff. Nice. Um, so the most notable one uh, was 2019. Um, I had to, December, like late November. I think it was late November or is it early December? Either way, yeah, it was like early December 2019. I had, we were fighting in Zurich. Yeah, it was in Switzerland because remember the the green uh, the, the venue was really nice. Good chocolate and uh, good chocolate. Uh, <laughs> and we were fighting, and it was great, great day, great show. So this is on our arena tour. This is when we had a Monomarth. Uh, it was a Monomarth uh, Arch Enemy and hypocrisy and i was doing lights for hypocrisy so (laughs) (laughs) we're fighting we start the fight out and it's great it's normal our normal just back and forth back and forth and we do it's kind of it's not choreographed but it is kind of choreographed you know like we have a we know our limits in our boat like we know how each other fights you know he's really really aggressive but i'm quick Mm -hmm. you know like he's bigger but i'm smaller so i can like you know, run around him and like do quick things, you know, and, uh, we play into that. Well, man. So this fight goes, you know, we like one, one hit, two hit, three hit. And then we do a little side slash and then spin around each other. And then we switch from stage right to stage left, posture up, go back at it again. Right. Run at each other and keep Mm -hmm. doing it, you know, kind of like, you know, giving a show, you know, it's like a theatrical thing. Well, on the third, third or the second spin, on the second spin, as we were spinning out, I was rotating right. He was rotating left. And as that hit happened, because he hits my shield as he goes through, his sword hand flips down right as my my sword hand 
flings out as I'm spinning and he didn't purposely hit my hand. This is literally just a fucking fluke, literally a fluke. So my, my right hand holding the hilt of my sword, like slams into the blade, his blade dead, dead center on my middle finger while it's holding the wooden grip of the sword. Uh, and I just felt so much pain. Like I felt like something break in my hand and I fucking, I was like, I immediately dropped the fucking sword and I was like, come at me. Motherfucker. And he comes over, kicks me in the stomach and then slices my throat, drags me off the stage. And, um, I immediately crawl off the fucking stage, holding my hand, running in the back, screaming. Cause my fucking hand is on fire. Fuck, dude. Throw my helmet off. And like, I can't, they have to cut my glove off <laughs> because my hand was already swelling. Fuck. Like it was already swollen. And I had some French dude fucking take a look at my hand. He's broken. He's broken. He's broken. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, so I was like, well, fuck. And I can't do the loadout. I can't do any of the other positions for the rest of the show because we fight. And then we go out, like we have like five more, five more fucking presentations on the show. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and then we do the loadout and it was an arena. <laughs> so it was a lot of work. Everyone needs to be there. Um, we had like, I think we had like six trucks on that fucking run. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was a lot of people. It was a lot of shit. And, uh, <laughs> that's, a lot. that's a lot. Um, and so they, uh, boss man was like, you go to the bus, wrap your hand up, go to the bus. It's like, we don't have time for you to go to the hospital. I was like, he's like, we get to take you to the hospital. I was like, no, you're going to have to leave me here in Switzerland. Let's not do that. We just wrap my hand up yeah. and go to the fucking, we'll go to the next venue. So we went to, it was in Vienna, we went to Vienna, Austria. And oh, no, 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 it wasn't Vienna. It was, oh, no, it was Milan. Milan. In Milan. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Milan. That's right. And I went to fucking Milan and they, uh, I'm, I'm confusing my inju- injuries because I got injured. I got injured in Milan. And then the first time with my leg, then I had to go to a doctor in Austria and then I got injured in Switzerland and then I had to go for this injury and then go to a doctor in Milan. Damn. And so I went to a doctor in Milan. We had the, 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 we had the venue rep take me to the doctor and I was there literally all fucking day. Cause it was just Damn. insane. And I had to pay 300 euros out of pocket, um, which to me is insane. First off, what is that in U.S.? I'm stupid. Like three hundred and fifteen dollars. Oh, so it's like close. Okay. Yeah, it's close. And uh, <laughs> uh, three hundred bucks for X-ray, cast, and reset, um, and medicine. Dude, I, uh, well, okay. I mean, considering with no with no insurance, with no insurance, that seems pretty good to me. I mean, it would have been like a like a eight thousand dollars fucking trip here in the U.S. Before you continue on with the story, on my <laughs> second to last tour, I did. Was it Disrupt Tour? It was the Rockstar Festival thing mm-hmm, with uh, mm-hmm. Sleeping With Sirens. And on the second la- second to last day in New Mexico, I uh, I got a concussion and a strained neck. And I got the bill and the fucking neck brace alone mm-hmm. was $70. I was like, are you fucking right? Yeah. Dude, dude that was high like, on the money. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> luckily... Uh, Rockstar or whoever like the festival paid for it because like 
I think my bill was like a little under two grand. I was like, fuck this. I can't, this is no, I got hit in the head with like a, a big steel pipe on stage. Ooh. Like it was something, you know, like on like, um, amphitheaters, like sometimes they do banners on each side, but like due to mm-hmm. the wind, they need like something to hold it down. Well, oh, it wasn't that, tied that w- down that well in the oh, wind. Like I was walking man. right ahead height and I just got clocked. Oh man. Yeah. Of course they paid for that. Cause if they didn't pay for it, you could have sued the shit out of that fucking, out of that festival. Well, damn, I wish they didn't pay for it. Yeah, I mean, you could have shoot, shoot the shit out of the promoter, could have shoot the shit out of the fucking venue, could have shoot the no, shit out of the fucking production company that set that up. Like, I mean, I don't think I don't know. It got it got handled. It got handled, but it was through. I don't know if Sleeping with Sirens paid for it or if it was the festival. But I, either way, the it festival got handled. probably paid for it. It got yeah. handled, but for what you got done, setting, cast, all that shit for three hundred bucks, I'm like, damn. Yeah, you could have gotten destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And, uh, and so, so my hands in this fucking like ridiculous cast, like I, this is not to talk bad about Italy, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I'm not a doctor. So do I they can't not say know they did how anything wrong. Casts work. I, I, I don't know, dude, because it was like, it was uh, my, my, my middle finger was broken. It was a compound fracture, <laughs> three points, three points on my middle finger were broken. And, um, I had to get, I got a cast that covered from my hand and thumb and all that all the way down to my fucking middle of my arm just for a middle broken finger. It's like, okay. So like almost if you broke your wrist. Yeah, exactly. What? And it was, and it was also laid out straight. They actually put a, uh, a metal, like, I don't, it's not a metal rod, but it's like a metal cover that went over the top of my tip, my, from like my base of my palm up mm-hmm. over and over. Uh, up over my middle finger, kept it straight, and then to like my wrist, the back of my wrist, and what? kept my hand straight the entire time. Right, and this is sound natural, right? And Honestly, like, I would have been like, "Yo, just buddy tape that shit together." Mm-hmm. Maybe do like a, a I mean, a cast. I don't know, a cast. Well, you, you said you broke a compound break. It was a compound three fracture. Places. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. Fucking duct tape them bitches together. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. This is why I'm not a doctor. So yeah, that's why I'm not a doctor. Yeah, because I'd use duct tape too. I use gaff tape. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love. No, I miss gaff yeah, tape so much. I miss gaff. I have gaff tape though. It's so expensive. <sighs> Anyways, um, so so yeah, and then, so I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even be on stage. Like I couldn't do shit. They're like, we can't. You can't work. Like yeah. in order for workman's comp to work for you, you can't do any of this. You can't do nothing. Oh, so, so they were like, like right. helping you out. Like, hey, like, uh, Amon Amarth was being really cool about it. They're just like, That's you good. can't work. Uh, and I was like, well, can I go home? They're like, well, aren't you going to go to Holland anyways? I was like, well, yeah, like, yeah, because my, my family's from the Netherlands. And uh, so I stayed on the bus, uh, hanging out with them for like a week. I think it was like a week. Meanwhile, I had, I had, I found someone to, I, I did, I was still doing lights for hypocrisy. Okay. Um, but I wasn't doing anything crazy. I wasn't using my hand. I had everything programmed where I just press go. So I didn't have to set up anything. I had like the lighting techs help me set up the lights and I couldn't do That's shit. Cool. You know, I felt, I felt horrible though, man. Cause I'm such a workaholic. Like I, yeah. I couldn't, okay, I, I, I couldn't do it. I felt so bad. And but anyways, I still set up their lights, still set their shit up, got everything done. And then I found a guy, um, oh man, what was that cat's name? God damn it. What's his name? <laughs> buddy of mine from Utrecht and I got him to fucking fly out and uh, finish the rest of the tour for me. And then I, then I, then I got off with 
Yeah. I, I got off a tour in Brussels and went to Abbasadam to go stay with my sister and my nieces for Christmas. That's and, awesome. and then uh, I saw that I caught the last show, the last Amon March show in Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam. And uh, it was really cool, though. It was the first time I've actually seeing the show from front of house. So that was pretty cool. Like, yeah, that was, but that was my, that was my injury. That injury just like set me back. Uh, and then meanwhile, the whole time I'm also programming for the Breaking Benjamin show, you know, like coming up in January, like following January. And so, you know, I was pretty down to be honest, but it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, damn, that was over a year ago. Holy shit. It's crazy how like 2020 like disappeared. Am I the only one that feels that? No, 2020 right? is a wash, bro. Like, like, oh, it's not only is it a wash, but it's like, where did it go? <laughs> it went, dude, it went by quick. Like I even got, <laughs> I mean, I got furloughed for a month, like I think a month, maybe I think a month. Mm. Dude, I don't know. It's been, I can't remember what I did in 2020. I mean, a lot of it was playing video games or working on my, my company. Like there wasn't a lot of anything like, well, like it. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like there was not a lot of anything. Like it kind of almost felt like I was back home from like in between tours. Yeah. But for like, for like 10 months. Yeah. For all. Yeah. For, <laughs> for, yeah. For 10 months it was, I was in between tours. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know. Insane. I mean, like for me, for me, the cool part was like, I bought a car. What'd you uh, get? What'd you get? Oh, uh, fucking nothing crazy. It's uh, 2016 Ford Fiesta. Little, right. little hatchback. Wait, the hold S- on. The ST, the ST, the ST version, little, little sport one. What? I think I was in a... No, someone took a Fiesta. You remember the fucking... Um, the Drive? The Drive? <laughs> that was a Ford Focus, man. That was a Ford Focus. No, someone had a... No, someone had a... Fo- there was a Focus and a... You guys, no, you and James and Tino... Yeah. No, so no. I, James wait, is you. Were, you were riding with James. No, were you no, riding with James? No, no. I was. I was. With, I was Alan with, and I, I was were with in Phil. the. Alan and I yeah, were in the back seat. We were sleeping. You were in my car. Oh yeah, and yeah, that was, yeah, okay, yeah, you were Phil in my car. Was driving. That was. That I was. was a, well, me and Phil. I was driving most of that. Phil was driving as well. You two so, drove, and then Alan and I were bitch asses and slept. And slept the whole time. I was so was hungover, it? dude. <laughs> I was so hungover. That was a. I thought that was a That was such a. Was that a Fiesta? It might it was have been a like tiny, a one. It was a short, not tiny, but like it was a, it was a shorter car. The other car, I think, it was, was a Kia. It was a Kia. Uh, it wasn't a Soul, but it was a Kia Sorento or yeah. some shit. Like it was like a, I forgot. But yeah, dude, I talk about that story all the time. Like how the fuck we drove from from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Was it Fort Lauderdale or Pensacola? I forgot. Was it Fort Lauderdale? I, I think I, it was Fort Lauderdale. I want to say. I don't, oh, I don't know. I was going to say, I feel like it was, I don't know, fucking Florida. Who, who knows? <laughs> it was fucking, it was West, it was West Florida. And we drove from there all the way to fucking San Antonio. Like we, we drove. Dude. That was just some long shit. And then the fact that no, we no, made it, no. well, we made it to that venue in, in New Orleans. I was going to say that. So that first night from the hotel in Florida, I was not hungover. But after the show in New Orleans, I mm-hmm. roomed with our drum tech, and then him and I went out on the uh, what's the strip Bur- bourbon? bourbon? We went on Bourbon Street. We went into like a strip club and just drank beers. Like it was literally like we went into the strip club and it was like buy one beer, get one free. I was like, 
even the IPAs, they're like every beer. I was like, oh shit. Was that Dustin? Yeah. Was that with Dustin? Yeah. I remember that guy. So then I was in the backseat of that car with Alan. He was just sleepy boy because he sleeps a lot. But I was Mm. hungover. (laughs) Dude, that shit sucked. And I left my hockey stick. Like, oh yeah, I remember that shit. Well, I left it on purpose. It was only like a a thirty dollar wooden Sherwood stick, but whatever. Still, yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. That was fucking crazy end of that tour, bro. That was so crazy. And the fact that we made it to... That was like the last week that we were in two yeah, separate cars. The, the fact that we made it in to... In a box truck. We, that, yeah, in a box truck. And the fact that we made it to the uh, Fillmore in New Orleans in time for the show. <laughs> 30 minutes before, we were supposed to be on stage, bro. Dude. Like. That was one of the fucking most insane get in, get the fuck outs I've ever done in my life. Dude, shit is wild. Touring is so like, I don't know. Especially when you're like with a good group of dudes, like band and crew, like complete, like nothing. Like we were in a box truck and two cars, like sometimes you just like don't even care you're like yo i'm here for the ride let's go like this sucks right now but like hey like i mean like right now this is fun like remembering that i haven't like thought about that i honestly like maybe all this year i have not thought about that moment until right now and that is hilarious we stopped at that starbucks (laughs) yep gas station across the street there was a me driving like a madman at some point. At some <laughs> yeah, points, dude. I was driving so fast. And we at some beat, points. and we beat the other car and like everything. Like we were the first ones that. Yeah, we had a. It was green. It was green. A green Kia, I think. I don't know, dude. It was tiny. Yeah, they, yeah. I can't believe that we did that. That's insane. Oh, crazy times. Um. Yeah, man, and. I don't know. And I, I didn't have, I don't have any stories like that from this year. I, like, right. Dude, that's like, I don't, I mean, I have some stories from like my tour with Breaking Benjamin, but that wasn't anything crazy. I mean, that was a crazy eye opening tour for me, you know, and that level of stuff. But, yeah. um, like, it was just, just super smooth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was super. Super smooth and like there was nothing like insane happening. I don't know. I think just I can't wait for like things to open up because like even just for myself, like doing this podcast, it's like I don't like I literally during the week I go to work. Uh I put out one episode, at least one episode a week on the weekends. Hopefully, you Mm -hmm. know, usually I have a guest. If not, I try and get just really drunk and talk shit. Um, Yeah. But I think when things, oh, when things open up, I'm gonna have stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one drunk bitch at the bar fucking did that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It's like you know, like I don't know, yeah. like everyone. I feel like that goes and translates to everything. It's like you go out and hang out, like hang out with your friend, like hang. What is hanging out with your friend? I don't even know what that means anymore. Like I can't do that. Uh, I yeah. I know. I mean, it's, it's weird. I, I've seen, I've seen people here. Like it's, I, I, it's so weird because I have this Texas perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like 
people here literally do not give a fuck. Like they, they do not. Um, and it's, I mean, and it sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's, it sucks. Like, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen a couple of friends, but the thing is, is that like, I keep the, the, like the three or four people that I see, they're literally the same three or four people that only interact with those people. And then I have like my work shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like you know, I had a COVID scare this week. I was like, motherfucker. Like, okay, well, let me go get this test done real quick. Let me go spend the money on my account, you know, and like get this done. I'm clean. I'm good. Spend, spending I'm good. money. For a COVID test? Yeah. I, I still don't have, I still don't have insurance. Dude. I had to get a rapid test, bro. Oh, maybe a rapid, rapid, maybe rapid ones. Cross, I, had to get I don't a, know. I had oh, to okay. get a rap. I had to get a rapid test because it was like down to the wire. It was oh, like, okay. Maybe like, the rapid ones cost more. I don't know. Cause I've yeah, both times it, I've done it. I didn't need, I didn't use insurance at all. It didn't even ask me. Yeah. But then it's kind of California and we're closed as shit and our mm-hmm. do some shit's different here in Texas, asshole. man. Yeah. yeah. Shit's different here in Texas. Um, and you know, uh, so I had to go spend money for a rapid test and, you know, okay, I'm cool. I'm good. It was like, dude, like, like I saw my parents like two days before I found out I was exposed. Oh shit. And I was like, come on, man. Like, don't I mean, do me dirty my, like that. Yeah. But also, you know, like, I, I guess like, you know, new to myself too, you know, I'm the one that's fucking, yeah. you know, putting myself in those situations. But at the same time, like I'm not on insurance. I'm not, I'm not on unemployment anymore. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make bills happen. You know, um, unemployment wouldn't cover my fucking, won't cover my bills. So, uh, cause we don't make shit here in Texas. Like, I don't know what y'all do in in California, but like, I'm sure it's still not enough to cover your bills. I think it's like 600 bucks per check. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's nice. Uh, We get two. Actually, I think it depends. Well, no, it depends on who, like, what you were making before. So I think it's different per person. Right. So like I was the thinking, maximum- sorry, I was thinking, <clears throat> sorry, I was 600 bucks. I was thinking of the most recent stimulus. Never mind. I don't know. No. What, I don't know what unemployment is. I'm pretty sure, though, it does depend on what you made previously. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like, the max amount you can make here in Texas is, like, I think it's, like, $500. It's a maximum you can make. I, I didn't make that. I was, I think when I was getting unemployment, I was getting like 250 bucks a week. Oh, that's not enough. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's fucked. No, exactly. And so, oh, because a lot of my work was like 1099, oh. you know, contract worker shit, you know. And so, um, like, I, I couldn't survive on it. Like I'm, I was surviving on it when I was getting the bonus and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was making an extra six hundred every week. Okay, cool, fine, that's fine. You know, I can make make things work. It's actually pretty good. You know, it's like I'm working again. Not really, but you know, close enough. And and then they dropped it down to three hundred, and I was like, okay, this is okay. And then and then and then they got rid of it. Ugh. And then I was like, oh, you uh, no, bitches. I can't. I can't, I can't, I gotta work as much yeah. as it sucks. So, you know, I well, got a fucking. You started a new company, bro. Yeah. 
you know, January is still slow, but you know, I'm, I've, I've, I've also made it to where like I'm paying my bills ahead of time. You know, I've become a lot more financially responsible, kind of grown as an, grown as an adult and as a person in the last couple of months. So, you know, you know, I feel for a lot of people that like had all this alone time Mm because there's been a lot of alone time for a lot of people or a lot of time or a lot of time with their spouses, you know what I mean? Or their roommates and uh, whether there's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but I take it as I had a lot of time for myself for a lot of, uh, healthy introspection. And, um, you know, I had my moments too. Don't get me wrong. I had, there was a lot of, there's a lot of doubt and a lot of, uh, there's some dark times, you know, but I think everyone went through that at some point. Um, but to me, there was a lot of, uh, healthy introspection because I, you know, I mean, I, I, I like my own company. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mind being alone. Plus I got a fucking cat. Her name is Rhodey. Rhodey. Right. Yeah. Little Rhodey. And she's, uh, she's been, she's been exactly what I needed. That's um, awesome. And, I, have, I, and I, got, I got my roommate too, but you know, he can, he's whatever. Yeah. I love him too, but he's, you know, um, but yeah. So. Shut you know. That's so awesome. Fuck, fuck 2020. Yeah. I'm ready for 2021 to start. Uh, to, to, I mean, like technically it's like week 53 of 2020. Um, but yeah, you know, what's been going on with the news and all that stuff. It's 2020 remastered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so let's see, yeah. dude, we're, let's see, hour 20, mm-hmm. probably a good time to, to close it out. I'm sure yep. we'll talk again. I hope um, we do. Oh, we will. We, we, we will for sure. This is the only, the only, the, the tip of the ass back. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Plug some of your shit, man. Where you want people to go check out your website, you know, your socials, <laughs> whatever. Plug it. Um, yeah. So, uh, SCP Design on Facebook. Um, it's my company. Um, uh, a couple of the bands that I've worked with: uh, Haunter, uh, uh, FaceTime. Uh, Interlux. Uh, these are all local artists that I work with. Currently working with Limitless Lights and Sound, based out of Houston, Texas. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got going on right now. <laughs> so right on. Uh, hit me up if you guys ever need any lighting designs, music videos, time coding, anything like that. Please let me know. Use the uh, I'm shit. Always, Do it. I'm I'm always willing to work. So also, he has a sure. great beard. And have a great beard. You want some beard tips? I need, I need to start on that life. <laughs> Dude, honestly, though, like I just got this uh, the other day. I got some new beard oil and my yeah. beard literally smells like a citrone- citronella candle. That's awesome. Awesome. Ain't no mosquitoes. Well, well I'll, have to, I'll have to send you some some product. I'll have to send you some uh, some product recommendations. Dude, some, I, some actually, some please, please do. There's some good stuff out there. Because you know I'm about to text you right after this. So <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know, you know I'll guess it all to you. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much. I know we're gonna do this in the morning. Sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just glad we got this shit going. It was good to hear from you and talk and we'll talk again. Yeah, uh, my pleasure, man. And right be, uh, happy new year. Happy, oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, dude, I don't even see. I don't even know, dude. <laughs> happy new year to you as well. <laughs> happy new year, man. It's great talking to you. Be safe out there. You too, man. All right. Later. All right. Cheers. Podcast.